The mode of transportation we take is yet another form of expression. What we drive or use as a mode of transportation says a lot about who we are and what we are trying to portray. Tonight we're going to talk about expressing ourselves through our transportation choices. Sweet. I enjoyed this conversation. And we haven't even had it yet. I'm like well, already on board. Having a good ride. <laughs> I'm here for it, dude. <laughs> The cars that we drive mean so much. And I, I say transportation because it's not about cars only. Like I used to ride my bike to work all the time. Aurora, you ride your bike to work sometimes. Uh, uh, look at the face. I used to ride my bike to work <laughs> sometimes. I have a bike. It's staring at me. I feel like Aurora has like a really cool, like tricked out bike with like spinners and like yeah. pink, <laughs> bright, hot pink flames on it. Yeah, And big, big ape hangers. I, <laughs> Okay, it's a cute bike. Uh, it's blue. It's a Trek bike, uh, townie, and um, it has a little basket on the front. It's super cute. I love it. Nice. It's a it removable has a basket. Yeah, it's it like has a little basket. We gotta have somewhere to put the right? basket, guys. If I if I paid you a large lump sum of money, could you catch me a pet squirrel? <laughs> 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 that is such a random ask. It is, but like they're so if they're I ever so adorable. Have the opportunity. <laughs> is it the basket that allows her I'll to try. catch a pet squirrel? That's I right. just I for some reason now and and don't don't hate me for saying this. I swear to God, I'm not a douchebag. I think it's because the the new hairstyle, okay, and the fact that she's you know super cool and very nice. I feel like she can like summon animals by singing. <laughs> Is that just me, or have I been just watching a lot of Disney Plus? We've been watching a lot of Disney, but you might be right. <laughs> That's just I me. Like the Pied I mean, Piper she, and she, is, she is named after a Disney princess. So I there am. you go. See? And there she does go. sing to animals. So there you so go. You're onto I know because I I know that if Aurora can summon animals, I know Mark and I can definitely summon demons. That's for sure. I, yeah, Mark? Yeah, you, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right about that. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, this is a, a great way to go with the conversation, of course, but it doesn't necessarily get into what we use as transportation unless my gas transports me to places, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you think about how what you drive represents who you are, I, it always reminds me of my keychain philosophy, how you can tell so much about a person by looking at their keychain. Have you ever done that? That makes sense, actually. So I, you know, everybody kind of hands me a keychain. Everybody, every single person in the world, I'm walking down the street. With a <laughs> no, like whenever I talk about this, I have a look at their keychain, and I make you know four or five points about a person that you can make just by what their keychain looks like. Um, okay, I'm gonna test this theory. Hold on. All right. This is mine. It's all. All right. So you got a lanyard up. that says what on it? Uh, Uncommon Alliance. It's a car group that I'm in. Uncommon Alliance. Okay. And what else is on the keychain? Uh, I have, uh, Aurora, you might want to cover yours for this, but this is bad. Um, I have dog tags from skateboarding trucks, uh, one of which says loose trucks, loose women. <laughs> okay. So, so I could tell that you're young and I can tell <laughs> that you drive a Toyota because that's the kind of key you have on there. And then I can tell that you really love your car and that you're very passionate about your vehicle because you have a beautiful lanyard that's all brightly colored. Mm -hmm. uh, you try and keep things very straightforward because you don't have a crap ton of things on that keychain. I mean, I got, have like, I got that on there too, a little. 
Yeah. Punisher Again, stuff. The Punisher. Punisher. You love cartoons yeah. and comics. You're, mm-hmm. you're kind of a geek with the whole culture. Oh, uh, that's yeah. kind of what I get from your keychain. I think, I think you're just making an assumption of what you already know, Brian. Well, there's that. <laughs> but at the same time, think about it. It's logical. When you look at somebody's keychain, that's a representation of their personality right there, right? Um, and that directly relates to their car that they drive. And I could say this for all of us because I know all of our cars that we drive. I think even though we may not have thought about when we were buying our vehicles, they represent who we are very well. Uh, for example, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of spitball here. Aurora, you drive a really functional, well-built, economical, smart car. Uh, you drive um, a Mitsubishi. So you've got great warranty. You know, you've bought something that's going to be reliable for yourself. It's a, a wagon style, so you've got space. You like to be able to carry things with you because you do stuff. Um, but it's a fun, sporty car, too, because you've got a sporty side to you. Mark, classic cars, trucks, like SUV kind of thing. You like a bigger vehicle. You like to feel like you're solid on the road. Um, and the older cars, it's nostalgia. It's your generation. You love those cars. And I guarantee you, you you have a soft spot for the sweet smell of gas and oil leaking on your floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean? You love a, a sportier car. You have your little Toyota. You love doing it up. It's You have a, a car club. I mean, not everybody has a car club. You love your car. Uh, you've named your car. You have a sticker of your of the car's name on the front of it. Mm-hmm. You love your vehicle, and it represents who you are. It's, it's really nice. It's got lights underneath it. It's flashy. Uh, with your skateboarding, you're a very flashy kind of guy that way, right? Like you've got a big personality, and that's that's shown in your car. I drive, this man's something. <laughs> I drive a 2007 Pontiac G5 with rusted out um, quarter panels and uh, absolute <laughs> basic, no like roll down windows, uh, no sunroof, basic car stereo system. The whole thing is very, very basic, just like me. <laughs> but it's also a, a true tell of the fact that you will always um... beat the piss out of something until it's dead. Well, <laughs> there's yeah. that, but then there's a lot of work that went into this car. That's, that's true. true. She makes yeah. a point. You keep, you know, keep going at it. You keep fixing it. You keep, you know, bringing it back. Um, yeah. Loyalty. And you actually, yeah. yeah, you have, you take care of it. It's the Franken right? car. I love yeah. it. It and took I me mean, a long time to get my own car again. <laughs> it took me a long time to get into the position in life where I could have a car and Shelly can have a car. Um, it's not easy these days having a car, especially a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, having our vehicles is important, obviously, for transportation, for getting to where we want to go. But there's so much more to our cars than that. Um, if you think back at some of the vehicles that you've owned, guys, let's let's go down a list of some of the cars that we've had. Uh, Mark, why, you're laughing. Go ahead. You start with. Oh it's a, it's a long list, isn't it? Mark? Oh my God. No, actually, it's not. I keep oh. a car. I keep a car until it's ready for the wreckers. So my my first car was a 1980 vehicle saver, four door. Um, you could put like eight people in the trunk to get in the drive in. And, uh, <laughs> and you it did. Was, it was my yeah, of course. It was my dad's car, and um, I blew the engine one night um, playing silly bugger. And he parked it and he parked it in the driveway and went out and bought a new car. So several years goes by and I'm still driving dad's car. And I said to him, what are you doing with the old Buick? And he says, if you can fix it, you can have it. So out comes the old, I, I, I don't even know if they make it anymore, the print copy of the auto trader. And mm-hmm. I find it had a Buick wide block 350 in it. 
So I found a guy that had uh, a wide block Buick 350 from a 1973 Buick Skylark convertible, and he was selling it for a buck a cubic inch. So oh. I bought it. I bought it. But of course, things don't quite made up when you're going from a 73 to a 1980. So um, I bought a 1979 Buick Sabre as a parts car. So a lot of parts from the 79 went into the 80. Um, so the, the, the engine was a, a mashup of 1973, 1979, and 1980. And then I blew the tranny out of it. So I bought a, a Turbo 400 out of a 76 Buick Century and put Holy that in. Holy And uh, it was uh, my buddy and I put a, put a shift kit in it before we put it in. There we are in the, in the basement of my parents' place with this transmission rolled over on its back and we're like in the guts and putting a shift kit in it. This and, is music uh, to my ears right for, now. <laughs> for, a car, for a car that weighed, you know, you know, about the same as the Empire State Building, it, it, would, it, would, it would lay down a strip of rubber into, into second gear with that shift kit in it. It was, it was pretty good. My dad was kind of pissed because my car was faster than his. <laughs> but and yeah, it was still his car, technically. Yeah, it was still in his name, yeah, because otherwise I would have had it recertified, right? So, right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I love that car. And then actually my first date with Chris, I was driving that car and uh, it was That's raining. And, she, and she's she's looking at the windshield. She's like, What's wrong with the windshield? It was raining and the drops of water. And every time you hit a bump, you could see the windshield shifting back and forth. The Ooh. the sub the subframe on the uh, on the windshield had broken. Like the 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 pillar, the A pillar had broken oh, shit. Uh, on both sides. So it was it's just like, loose. <laughs> yeah, just floating. Kind of like when yeah. a a yeah. filter is loose in the rings, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Oh, geez. Yeah, much, what a good yeah. analogy. So so anyway so. I went out and I bought myself uh, a 1983 uh, Pontiac Grand Prix, and I drove it. Um, I'm trying to think how long I drove that. It it was dying, like it was rusting out. And then I went out and I bought myself a 1988 Trans Am GTA, which is still in the garage. Um, so I, I like I, I still got that one. Um, and I guess for main drivers, I mean I had some winter beaters in there. I had a an '86 Mustang. Uh, LX. It had uh, it was three colors of gray and rust. It used more oil than fuel. Um, I had oh, a Ford Explorer, a '91 Ford Explorer. I had uh, an '88 Honda Civic. Uh, that was a fun one. Uh, it was a little five-speed car, little little Honda Civic, as a winter beater. But it was all it was all like riced out. It had the blue washer fluid uh, lights on the on it. And it was low-profile black rims, the whole bit. And uh, Chris and I were on our way to a friend's one night for dinner in the winter. And uh, I pull up beside an RX-8 at the light. And, oh, boy. And Chris, Chris is like, what's that? That's nice. And I go, oh, it's an RX-8. I said, that rotary motor and they're pretty quick. She goes, oh, yeah. I go, you want to see it go? She goes, yeah. So light goes green. I've been first gear. I sidestep the clutch. First, second, go to third, dash lights up. Car stops going forward. I coast off the side. Chris goes, what happened? I said, you probably don't want to know. Oh, no. no. So I, it, uh, it, uh, it broke the timing belt. And, of course, oh, Honda Civic have an interference motor. And uh, it, it smacked some bye bye the valves. valves. The piston smacked the valves. The valves came loose. It swallowed three valves. One came out the side of the block. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. So I traded that oh. to my mechanic for a lump of cash and a 1995 Chevy Cavalier. Was red also with uh, ground effects and a little hood scoop on it. It's a nice looking car. Have we all uh, owned a Chevy Cavalier? Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. Actually, there's <laughs> a 99 Sunfire for sale up here right now for 1500 bucks. I was going to buy it just for nostalgia. 
Uh, <laughs> and then, I uh, owned a Chevy, but not a Cavalier. There you go. Oh, and then okay. what, what did I have after the Cavalier? So I still had the still had the Grand Am or the uh, the Trans Am. I the, my Grand Prix, I blew the motor in that. I blew it all over Highway 11 at Highway 89. So I think the takeaway from Mark's part of the conversation yeah. is don't give Mark your car. And then he'll <laughs> blow something. And then what did I have after that? Oh, I had my uh, my 05 Grand Prix GT, uh, which is pretty much what your G5 is. It's the Grand, Grand Prix turned into the G5, right? Or well, the G5 the, is like a, a, like was a it G6. Oh, G6 yeah, the G6. Is a two door or a sportier yeah. version of the G5. The Grand Am, yeah. So, uh, and then after that, what did I have after that? Oh, I had a Hyundai Tucson when I blew the motor in the, in the Grand Am. See? See? <laughs> there, you there you go. Yeah, I blew, blew the motor. I was uh, about 60 kilometers south of New Lisker to pop the motor one Sunday night on my oh, way to, I was on my way to um, campus casing for work. Those are the worst yeah. when you're on a, a long yeah. trip and the car dies. And then, and then I had a, <laughs> uh, after that, I bought a 2010 Hyundai Tucson. And uh, I, I drove think we should have qualified this this question before we asked it. Uh, okay, I drove, I drove three that. cars. How many cars? <laughs> what cars are you on? <laughs> now, now, then I got into fleet vehicles. So my mother-in-law still has the Tucson. She drives the Tucson, and uh, I had uh, this one. I bought the fleet vehicle when I got restructured. So I now have a 2019 Chevy Equinox, and it's got a 1.5 liter turbo. And the turbo is itty bitty. It's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> we figure it makes about five pounds of boost. Probably, yeah, but less, you but can have okay. turbo, but it says turbo in the back, so no, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> <turbo> <laughs> <anymore>. Okay, <laughs> it's funny. Shelly's yeah. car is a turbo too. But yeah, so I mean, I suppose when you throw the winter beaters in the mix too, right? Where we, uh, we we laugh though, like I had that Mustang with all the rust on it and everything, and we were fast and the Fury. Fast and the Furious, yeah, we called it the Rustang, and the Fast and the Furious just came out. We we're going to make our own movie with the Winter Beaters called The Rusted and the Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nice. down for that. I'll yeah. I'll be in that for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, you've had a lot of cars. Not. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, some of them, the ones I've had for a long time. Like, I mean, Mark, the one of your cars was four cars. Just one of them was four cars, four separate. That's cars. true. Well, yeah, I suppose, but yeah. I mean, part. Yeah. Technically speaking. <laughs> I sort of hot rodded that one, my dad and I. That was cool. My dad and I we swapped the engine on that car right in the driveway. It was awesome. That's actually something else that, that's part of it with you know, you're working with your father. I mean, the the joy of working with your dad on, on a vehicle like that. I mean, that's that's another form of expression in, in itself, right? Yeah, Sorry, it was Aurora, you were gonna say something. It was fun. Yeah, I was just gonna say though, like I feel like all cars go through that though, like you're changing up the parts um to keep it alive. Right, yeah. whether you're getting it from a parts car, you're getting it from a junkyard, you're buying yeah. a new part or finding it used online, you're still getting it from another car. And I've done all another... of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, how about you, man? Any memorable vehicles that you could think of that have really uh, shown your sense of expression? I've only had three. So it's a little bit bigger of a list than Mark's. Um, <laughs> um my very first car was a standard 2006 turbo diesel Jetta. So that was my first car. I bought it for, I think, shit, how much did I pay for it? I think it was $1,900. Yeah. Um, and then I did one oil change on it. Uh, the window broke in my driver's side door, so I had to replace the whole door. So I had one silver door. Um, the uh, Every body panel on that car was rusting, but... 
there was not a a blank window on the car. Like it was just littered with stickers that were skateboarding brands and what else, right? Um, I beat the shit out of that car for a year. And then um, the girl I was dating at the time told me I needed another car that was four doors because she had uh, a kid. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I'm just going to get another car with four doors. Meanwhile, I wanted a coupe. So, you know, I could be fast and not so furious. Um, (laughs) So, because I'm a nice guy when I want to be. So... Uh, so I ended up getting a, uh, this is, I think it was a 2014 Chevy Sonic. Now this car is about the size of a baby's foot. Yes. It is, Sonic. It is Tiny little small. Car. Um, it was automatic and I hated every waking second of my life driving that piece of shit. Um, I, I <laughs> so the thing, the thing is, is that I named my cars after, uh, songs. Okay. So my Jetta was called Roxanne. Uh, nice. and my buddy, my buddy gave me Roxanne because he was at a red light and then randomly the police started playing and Roxanne just so happened Perfect. to be that song. So I just kept it Roxanne because she had a lot of red lights on the dashboard. So I just was like, yeah, sure. We'll just leave it there. Uh, and then the next one was black Betty because it was black. It was small. And yeah. Ram jam was like my, my shit yeah. in that, in that time. Right. Um, so when I was fixing to get rid of Black Betty, my Sonic, um, I was so fed up with driving automatic. I was like, I need a standard car. I can't do this shit anymore. I spent, I had the, I think I had that car for almost three years. And then I got so sick of it. And I was like, hey, I don't care how much debt I put myself into. I'm getting a new car, whether I like it or not. It's happening. Um, so I would beat the shit out of it, literally. <laughs> just purposely, just for the shit of it. And then eventually I came across um, my brother-in-law, but he's, 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 he works for Toyota sign and Lexus. So he was always telling me about the, the Toyota Corolla and the hatch. So I was like, okay, I wasn't a big fan of it at first. I was like, who the, who the hell wants a fucking Corolla? Those are garbage. What the hell? But then the more I read into it, I was like, okay, it comes six speed, six speed manual with an electric clutch. Like this is mint. Okay. I'm cool with this. So then I ended up digging and trying to find a car and it was so expensive but then i ended up just pulling the trigger on one and the guy was like okay we have one six-speed manual it's coming from stratford they're gonna have to drive it down here you cool with that i was like yeah he goes it's blue i was like i already had a blue car not very good luck with that no thank you he's like no trust me it's a nice blue so anyways i got pictures and, and videos of the car before i had bought it and then once it hit the dealership i went the day before i was supposed to pick it up I left my Sonic at the dealership. I was like, you take this hunk of shit. I'll come back for whatever's left inside it tomorrow. (laughs) And I shit you not from, I think I picked it up from the dealership at about like four o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't stop driving it. Like the car didn't shut off for the next two weeks. I was driving the shit out. Like I was going down back roads and just banging through gears, like just pinning it. And it, that, okay. This is going to make me sound really weird. <laughs> now, Lucille, my car, for those that don't know, is my pride and joy. Some might say she's my girlfriend, which technically speaking, yes, she's priority over any other woman in my entire life, except for my mother. My mother comes first. We know that. Nice. Good call. Um, if I didn't say that on air, my mom would probably beat the shit out of me. So, <laughs> 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 just, just, just in case. 
Um, so that so whether car, it's true or not, you just had to say it. But go yeah, ahead. exactly. We don't we don't know if it's true or not. Who knows? <laughs> it doesn't um, matter. <laughs> that <laughs> that car uh, is my life, and I treat it as well as I possibly can. Aside from the fact that you know the the bumper situation we had a couple weeks ago, that was fun. Um, it's, it's, it's still painful. Yeah, it's it still, still kind of burns a bit, but um, I treat that car better than I treat myself. Like half the time, I don't even care if I eat as long as I have gas in my car. I don't care. Like I will starve to death knowing that I have gas in my car, straight up, and I'm fine with that. I will die on that hill immediately. Yeah. Um, but I've <laughs> I've the way I thought about it is when I got that car, um, I. So again, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast here specifically um, that my dad was a big gearhead, right? Like he was always telling me like, you know, like we're going to do this to this car. And he always told me he wanted a 1965 Chevy Nova SS and candy apple red. And I was like, I'm going to get that one day and we're going to build it. Uh, Suffice to say, my dad's not around anymore, which is a bummer. But at the end of the day, that's, that's the dream. So that's going to happen. But this for now, Lucille is my my version of being able to go to car shows with my dad, but without him being there. So I got like his little, his 79 Camaro and like a little decal in the back window. I got his name there and everything. And that's my way of being able to go to car shows and, you know, and, and, and meets and whatever. And when people look at my car, like even, like even young kids, right? Like when they stare at my car and they're like, Oh my God, like, look at that thing. That's friggin' awesome. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was that kid. Right. So to me, that was, yeah, so that was that was before it was all done up the way it is now. I don't know if I have any recents up there, but um, yeah, I didn't see any yet. Yeah, no, I gotta I gotta post some eventually. But um, no, I I that car is is my my entire life. Like I will drive it until it's literally in flames, and when it's in flames, I will be sitting in the front seat, burning to death, pristining <laughs> down the road, <laughs> literally coming out. Yeah. In the, See, pl- the Plymouth theory, <laughs> you are true exactly to who we're talking about with how your your mode of transportation is an extension of yourself, right? It's it's a it's your expression of who you are. From the sticker that means something with your father to naming it, whatever name you've chosen for it, to the color of blue that you've chosen or that you got mm-hmm. with it, um, it's just such a cool thing when you can jive that. Um, outer extension of who you are with who you really are right so yeah good and i can understand why you'd like it when you get a good vehicle that that feels right that drives great you never want to get rid of it well and the cool thing is too you don't see that many of the corolla hatches out there they're all the sedan right yeah and especially in especially in that color which is which is to me i was told that it was it's a it's a version of green which is kind of weird but if you look at the paint in a certain light it actually is green Okay. It's just got a blue tinge to it, which is kind of nice. And it's like sparkly, which is cool. Right. Um, another point I was actually going to make, um, sp- specifically because it's a standard transmission. And I know I'm a huge dick when it comes to driving stick. <laughs> I've mentioned this before, I think. But the way I think of it is that if you drive an automatic car, the car is essentially an artificial intelligence. It thinks for itself. It drinks yeah. as much gas as it wants. It swells. Like, it burns as much oil. It doesn't matter, right? The car is its own being right whereas like if you drive standard you actually get to think for the car right you're not just controlling where it goes and what direction and whatever else right you're actually like changing through the gears and like to me that's that's me being able to think for my car so then again it does tie into the fact that it is an extension of myself because that's me 
driving my car, but like I am also the. It's it makes sense in my brain. Okay, no, I completely get it. But have, you, have you ever seen? And I knew this was going to come up. Have you, have you ever heard Tim Allen talk about cars? No, but when, I've watched when, Home Improvement, and I think right. I caught some so, of that. So it, it, during one of his standups, he's talking about one of his cars. And, and he's like, so I've got this, you know, big free-breathing V8, right? And he goes, and, and this woman, is, we're at a car show, and she's like, oh, you man in your big V8, it's just an extension of your penis. And he's like, oh, I wish! Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I drive a small car, because I know I'm not compensating for it. That's right. I clearly need to compensate. I clearly need to compensate, yeah. Anytime Shelly sees a, a big vehicle, a big truck, a loud truck, of something she goes up, compensating yep. for something. Yeah, see, you know, every this time. is why Shelly is the bomb. Shelly she knows what it. she's talking about. Well, <laughs> she ain't no dummy. The funny, the funny thing was when I uh, when I was replacing my Grand Prix um, and I bought the Trans Am. Uh, it, it, it's funny you talk about you know being practical and whatever. Chris Chris was driving a '95 Cavalier, a different one than I had, and. Um, I was looking for a car and I'm looking at Monte Carlos, Grand Prix, Cutlasses, and that same body style, right? I love that W body. And Chris is like, they're so square. Why don't you get something cool? And I'm like, like what? And she goes, like, get a Trans Am. Like, at least the headlights flip up and tuck away. And, you know, she's like, they're just cooler. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not practical. She said, well, she goes, we have the Cavalier. We have a practical car. Buy a Trans Am. So I did. That's awesome. <laughs> right? And, Christine and I, is also the bomb. Right, yeah. it, right, and uh, like I mean, I, to your point, you know, I, I I will not eat to be able to you know put gas in it to fix it and whatever. I mean, I had the car painted, I had no money, and I I was like, you know, I'm e eating ramen noodles for a year to afford a paint job on my car, you know. And but, I bet at no point in time did you guys ever think how that is expression. No, until this no, conversation. No, no. Right? Literally, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because like Sean has a lot of modifications to his car, like visual modifications. Mine are all uh performance to my car. Like it's other outwardly it's bone stock. Like it's got the stock fact the factor wheels on it, which were fancy to, to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's got the you know the, the ground effects and the spoiler and all that stuff. It's all factory. So I didn't I, I bought a car, I didn't have to do that too, but I did put a nice stereo in it. Um mm. the 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 engine is stock. Um, I've stiffened the body with like subframe connectors, uh, strut tower brace, um, and the, the transmission has all the Corvette servos and, and uh, valve bodies and everything in it. Okay. So, yeah, because it's and the this same. is great for a guy that likes to blow engines. Yeah. <laughs> right. See, like, I, I I'm yeah. like the complete polar opposite of Mark. The only thing yeah. I've ever done to my car that was performance was I put a, a short ram intake in it and I cut the muffler off. Yeah. Other than that, my car is all visual, right? So yeah. the way I think of it is, is what's the point of in my opinion? I love fast cars. Don't get me wrong. I was raised on loving fast cars. Anything that went like zero to 60 in like less than three seconds, I was about it. hundred percent still am. But yeah. in, in a practical sense to, to be an adult in my brain, very slightly, um, my, I don't know if you guys saw the, the new banner that I put on my car, but it says slow, but satisfied. Yeah. Right. So the, my car is slow. I, it's not quick by any stretch. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm happy with the way that it looks outside. I don't give a shit how fast it gets me from A to B. Yeah. Because you live in the city. I mean, what, you're not on the Autobahn. Well, you're not, you're not allowed to take it on a track. And and yeah. again, um, I mean, you're how old are you, Sean? I'm going to be 28 in two months. Okay. So save me the math. What year were you born? 94. 94. Okay. So 
Now, I bought that car. I bought the Trans Am in 97. So that's how much older Mark is than Sean. But at the time, and again, I think probably the statute is is up on most of this. But at the time, um, you know, you could go out on the 400 at like three in the morning and and wind it up. Mm-hmm. And you, you wouldn't get caught. And, and I mean, I've been pulled over plenty of times. And I've never had uh, never had a ticket that stuck. Um, <laughs> and uh, but now they take your car. So yeah, now I mean, now you don't want to be yeah, in like, like we used to take them down <laughs> to uh, Cayuga and Toronto Motorsports Park, and we would we would race down down on the track. We would go down <clears> and uh, test in two days, and we'd run. I mean, my car is not the fastest thing out there, but it was dead. Is that what you want to do though? Again, not, not sticking sticking to the, yeah. the, the theme of expression, yeah. is that something that is is appealing to you to, to go to the track oh. and do stuff? Oh, like yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, there's uh, I love nothing better than to put my foot into it, pulling away from a light, and I'm grinning like a three-pecker doll. Mm-hmm. And I, I get scared <laughs> if I ever try and do that. I worry, yeah. is, is, like, my engine going to blow up? Is the back oh. wheel's going to fall off? Like, what's Brian. Gonna you gotta let me drive with you, buddy. Come on, drive with me oh. in my car one time, and let me just let me let me show you some shit. <laughs> well, I've driven in fast cars. I've, I've I've been in a car when it was driving well. I just worry about yeah. my car. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love it when you're when you're pulling away from a light and you're you're on it, and it does the one-two shift. First off, it hits hard enough; it'll throw you in the back seat if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if conditions are right and everything and, and the back end breaks loose, it does like a big fish tail and then grabs again and keeps going. But mm-hmm. it's a, it's a wild ride. It's got like 320 pound feet of torque. It's, it's a crazy ride, but uh, it's not your car. Thing. Aurora. Can your car do that kind of stuff? <laughs> Aurora. Um, I mean, it's, it's not like slow, but it's not, well, and I guarantee you, what what it's is your not, car? It's a Mitsubishi. It's a Mitsubishi Lancer Sportback. Right. So it's yeah. what, what year is it? Uh, twenty seventeen. So it's I would guarantee you, if you lined up beside me in a quarter mile, you would beat me in my Trans Am. That's fact, actually, because it's yeah. automatic. So technically, yeah. her car is shifting gears faster than you can shift gears. Yeah. Well, no, my my Trans Am is automatic as well. Oh, and that, okay. That's okay. why it'll throw you in the back seat on on the one two shift, but. Um, and it, it's just fast, but it's low on horsepower. Like my, when we, when we used to drag race our cars, we would, I would cross the, uh, an eighth mile at 70 miles an hour, uh, which is a, a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. but at a quarter mile, I'd be at 90 miles an hour. So like it, it ran at like a 15, four at 90 miles an hour all day long, but it's not, it's not fast. Like it's not a fast car, right? Mm-hmm. At 15 seconds at a quarter mile is pretty yeah. slow. And but, to my uh, understanding, my car has a different kind of automatic engine. It's a CVT. Yeah. One. So. It oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't feel as I don't know. Andrew kept saying when I got it was like it felt very like smooth, like it wasn't changing gears at the all. The transmission doesn't jerk as much because yeah. the gears, the, yeah. the CVT transmission is is like yeah. it's like this new age shit. It's like the 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 Macintosh of transmissions basically. So like yeah. Steve Jobs came out with a with a transmission and was like, yeah, I'm gonna put that in a car, and then like that <laughs> the Apple product of every automatic car. No all right, now. I'm looking at the Lancer on the other screen. That's a cool looking car. What color is it? It's red. Red. Oh, oh, 
Yeah. yeah well, it's showing me a silver one. It won't let me pick red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to. I was choosing between red or blue, um, but I kind of went with red. I don't know. I just yeah. red. I and like the, both red and blue. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, feel your I mean, car rep represents your personality, Aurora? Is I think it, so. Is it? Is it how you express yourself in a vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. So the choosing my car was a pretty big deal for me. So I had my only other car before I got a Mitsubishi Lancer was a Chevy Impala 2003 uh, with all of the bells and whistles from that time. Um, it, I didn't buy it myself. It was my grandparents' car and they had like four or five cars and it was my grandmother's car, but she got like a replacement car, a, Bu a Buick or Sabre something um, after she kind of finished with that car. Uh, and uh, it was just kind of sitting in their driveway for a while and they decided that they wanted to give it to me because I was going to college um, and I needed a way to get from Stouffville to Etobicoke because um, the bus uh, bus ride was three and a half hours long one way. Um, so uh, for a while I stayed at their place um, and I would go halfway like from their place in Richmond Hill to Etobicoke. Um, and then about after a semester's worth of doing that, they ended up gifting me their car, which was really nice. They weren't really oh. using it. It was really nice. Um, Lucky and you. I still have, nice. I still use the plates from that car. So it was originally my grandparents' plate. So it's like, it's a oh, nice. license plate that starts with an A. Um, right, so it's kind of old license plate, but, um, uh, but yeah, those <laughs> are, that was my first car. And it was, I loved it. It's like a huge, yeah, a huge card. Yeah, what? sorry, I just brought you back into focus with my magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's something weird going on with my camera today. It doesn't normally do this. Yeah. Um, it's spooky I think it's just season. I'm so off. Yeah. The center. I don't know it's, why. It's the new hair so, color. That's what it is. Yeah. It's throwing it off. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's throwing it off. Uh, but, but yeah. So. That car was like huge and big. I like that. I like that it felt like it was like a boat kind of thing. I had, there was a big trunk, which I just put everything from college in it. Like all my projects, all my random crap just ended up in the trunk. It was just a trunk full of stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was. I think we've all had one of those. Oh, yeah. I have that now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just to confirm, I googled it. Uh, 2017 Mitsubishi Lancer uh, does a quarter mile in 14.9 seconds. So yeah, you're five point five seconds and a quarter mile faster than my car would be. Holy shit! There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Look up it, a 2007 it's, it's G5. Not a, it's not a slow <laughs> car, but it's not like a sports car for sure. But I I like it. Um, and yeah, so I had that car, and then there was tons of problems with it. It was just not safe to drive, and you know, my grandfather loves fixing things and, and, and doing things, but he had this, his own kind of like not so safe way of fixing things. So he would kind the of Jimmy like rig. Jimmy rig stuff and, <laughs> and, and put together and um, and it just was so far gone. There were so many problems with it. And Andrew was like, well, this is not safe for you to drive. I don't think it's a good idea. So yeah. I started looking at cars and it was like this long process of looking at cars that were like you know been around for like five or ten years 
um, and, or getting something new and knowing that it's mine and it's kind of start from scratch. So it was a really long process, but I ended up choosing the, the Lancer. I was, I like the Subaru Impreza um, as well. Very similar part to my car, but so much more expensive and mm-hmm. um uh yeah just so much more expensive <laughs> i think was the main reason why i didn't go for it plus uh, i also know a lot of people who are like like Mitsubishi. like one of our closest friends he also was driving one for a very long time so he really recommended it as well and i saw the lancer score back and i ended up buying it um and yeah it was great i you know i've, I've actually had two of them i had 2015 before my 2017 but i got in a pretty bad car accident with it um and uh it it was basically i was kind of in the middle there was one car in front of me and then i like fender bender and then the car behind me was falling too close and smashed into me so both ends of my car got smashed and it just wasn't uh, worth <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't worth fixing, but it kept me safe, so that was the most important thing. That's yeah. the main part. Um, car, yeah. car can be replaced, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I got the exact same car, just two years newer. Perfect. Um, there we go. Brian, to answer your question, your G5 will do a quarter mile in 16.8 seconds. I thought you were going to say minutes. Got <laughs> <laughs> to push it across the finish line. <laughs> and if I, I did feel it like in, these are best case scenarios. Yes, the, if I did it at that speed, my fuel the economy the right way, and like <laughs> on a medium temperature day in the sun with yeah. no yeah, pick a you know, cool moisture day. on the ground. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Cool, exactly. cool air, better for horsepower. I have a quick question, actually. So specific well i've i get a lot of people asking me because there's a new version of of my car coming out next spring which is the corolla gr so it's the the new three-cylinder uh all-wheel drive 315 horsepower corolla right so it's just like a three sportier yeah this thing's like fast really really fast um but it's my car right so it's my car which is like a better body kit and it's lighter and it has a better uh a better and quicker motor right so so many people have asked me like, Hey, are you going to trade in your car for, for the new GR? Are you going to get something faster and all wheel drive? And the amount of times I have to tell people or ask them if they are absolutely fucking psychotic, uh, is bonkers because the fact that they think I would trade my Lucille, I'm I'm not going to leave my girl like that. No way. So I'm just curious is that if there was a newer, better model, doesn't have to be faster, but like, you know, like for instance, if Mark, had an offer for like a new brand new like 2023 trans am like they just rebuilt it it's all new it's a whole new car it's like what 200 300 horsepower faster it's got more torque it's just like the 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 bee's knees basically of muscle cars of the new age i'm just curious if you guys would like give up that car like your car now in order to get like the newer improved version, like would you give up what you've done with it and done for it for like something that's just like a, Hey, so this is new. The short answer is no. Um, because the, I mean my, my car specifically because I've had it since 97, I've got wedding photos with that car, Chris and I with the car, the wedding party with the car, it was in three issues of high performance Pontiac magazine. So 
Like it's got some nostalgia to it for me. Mm-hmm. And Mark also has a little bit of a problem letting shit go. <laughs> so yeah, the short answer is no, but would I buy the new Trans Am? Yes. So like I almost bought when I moved up here, there was a guy with a 2000 Trans Am um, for sale and it had the six speed black T roofs, gray interior, the, the 5.7 liter LS one, uh, beautiful car, Ram air hood, the whole bit. And uh, he wanted, he, it was a decent price and I, I damn near bought it, but then I would have three Trans Ams in my garage, not just two. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't get rid of one. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Brian? And, and our, on a nice day when I drive, I, t- I, t- I drive one, I put, put put it back in the garage, I take the other one and I go for another drive. There you go, even better. <laughs> nice. I know Brian would get rid of his because he's like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I haven't talked about my stuff yet, so I, I'll let Aurora answer the question first and then I'll, I'll do my bit. Yeah. Um, well, my car you can't get anymore, unfortunately. They stopped making this kind of Lancer. It doesn't yeah. come in a hatch anymore. I forgot about um, that. So that was kind of sad for me when I found out about that. So no, I'm just gonna hold on to this car, like uh, no matter you know how long. I'm gonna hold on to this one, and then I guess my next car will probably be like a minivan or an SUV or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, don't get um, too but, don't yeah. get too far ahead with telling what you're gonna get next because yeah. at the end of the conversation, no. I have a question for everybody. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I would what what I would have now is is what I'm gonna hold on to for a long time. It has a lot of sentimental value, and yeah. I didn't even mention this in a big part of my a uh, big part of my. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a, a ghost. My, can't focus on you. Yeah, there's we something going on right now. We should put all of us um, out of focus so that the viewers are like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, do my camera's too good." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the 1999 special. Yeah. So my car, big a big part of the selection process was figuring out whether I could put a a long 107 inch roll of paper. Ah uh, yes. If it would fit, uh, so I did all the measurements for something like that, and and it it obviously can. I could fit lighting kits. It's helped me go go through two moves. Um, you can put everything completely flat. It's like it's an awesome car. It's 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 helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't replace this car. You know, hold on to it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good car. I love your car. Yeah, you. it is nice. Um. They're, they're, they're me, nice. She makes a nice vehicle for sure. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would, I'd like one. But, uh, for me, it's always been a different story. It's always been, is it a vehicle I can afford? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's never been a situation where I thought, what car do I want? Let's go buy it. That's not really the case in my world, right? So the only time I've ever really been able to do that was this last time when Shelly needed a vehicle. And I definitely wanted something to get her to work safely. Um, so we got her a little Chevy Trax, a, like a newer Chevy Trax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's always been what's available. You know, what can I afford? My favorite vehicle I ever owned was the CRX. And uh, yeah, the, the Honda CRX, it was a 1984. Loved, loved, loved that car. Um, but I was working in the upper Canada Mall. Cool cars. They were really oh, cool cars. 
Mm-hmm. You talked about blowing a timing belt. That's how I know about that because driving home from work, <laughs> uh, working in Newmarket, living in Oshawa, that route every day, uh, yeah. that cost me about $8,000 in repairs to that car. Were you, were you on the highway <laughs> at the time? No, I was actually on highway two on, on, on two. Yeah. I guess it's a highway, but it's not like 401 or something. Um, and I just kind of, it just stopped driving and I just pulled over to the side of the road, like you said. And uh, yeah. Dash lights up and you're like, we're done. You're yeah, done. You're done. There was that time. And then of course, parked in the upper Canada mall parking lot. I came out to work, uh, came after work outside to my car and somebody, it's such a little car. Somebody, I guess, didn't think there was a car in the parking spot and just went right into the back of it and just folded it right back in and oh. i came out and i had to strap the the hood the back latch down and oh that cost me another thousand dollars and oh uh, yeah it was just a, a big expensive vehicle for me but in a heartbeat in a heartbeat i would take that car again love that car but everything else was just car convenience my first car was a 1971 um amc what do you call it uh the grandma a hornet a hornet Oh, Hornet. Oh, yeah. AMC Hornet, 1971 Hornet V6. In Vermont, it was great because that thing, to me, had balls. I mean, I'd be I'd, you know, it's all dirt road, so I start in the dirt road and then I start peeling out and go onto the concrete. It just, it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, that car, basically, the, uh, the, the pipe down the center came out one day on a dirt road and just drilled into the ground and my brother was driving and he put it in reverse and it lifted the back of the car off the ground <laughs> And it was, that, that, yeah, that, that car was done. But for me, it's always been, you know, Cavalier. Hi, Dixie. How are you doing? You're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying attention to her. This is the one paw, right? microphone. If I did that, she'd probably swap me in the face. That's kind of she is. Yeah. But no, uh, cars for me, it's always about practicality. It will get yeah. me where I need to go. I, I walked forever for I mean, almost 20 years of my marriage, I walked to work every day. I walked everywhere. I walked to my studio. I walked anywhere I had to go. I'd have to walk. I rode my uh, rollerblades for a little while. And that was kind of fun. Six foot four dude without any kind of coordination, rollerblading to work. Uh, yeah, good times. I didn't know how to stop, but I, I, I went pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> so now that I have this car, uh, I got this from Shelly's aunt. And it was practical. And it got me where I needed to go. And it's fan fantastic because there's nothing better than getting in your car and driving out on a beautiful fall day and just seeing the sights and it doesn't matter what car you're driving it's such Mm -hmm. a freeing adult feeling to be in a vehicle to just do what you want to do you give a little gas it goes you know it's amazing when you think about it um so yeah i mean having a car is such an important thing but at the same time it's not the only method of transportation for people guys I mean, there's so many other ways that we can express ourselves through transportation. To talk about a few of them, a lot of people are going for those uh, electronic bicycles or yep. um, mopeds. Scooters. Is there a moped? Scooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the old moped styles, like the old yep. old styles, those are super popular. Um, I think just getting yourself around is yet another way that we can all look at ourselves and say, who are we? What are we trying to portray? What are we trying to show people about ourselves? Yep. And we can go for a vehicle like that. We should, uh, we should all get, if we won the we all get Vespas and cruise around on Vespas. <laughs> we should Love just it. go on. A, we should go on an Italy trip. Expressions yeah. does Italy. <laughs> yeah, but really, it's Main Street awesome. in Newmarket here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we pay a bunch of people to have like mustaches and to you know yeah. smell bad. Yeah, yeah there you go. 
bunch, a bunch of people beating us with baguettes. No way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As coming out of the shops on Main Street, yelling at us. Some guy. Is that what happens in Italy? Getting... <laughs> painted a really bad picture of Italy. Right <laughs> <laughs> or, or a bad picture of us in Italy. One oh, or the other. True, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Everybody yeah. worries about the Americans. It's really us Canadians. Yeah, those expressionist we people, man. Bunch of jerks. Yeah, we would be awesome. They'd be, be throwing terrible. flowers at Aurora and baguettes at us. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, she's I, nice, you're a jerk. <laughs> I was going to do a whole segment on, um, because this is expressions, expressions yeah. that people use in the car world. Right. Uh, but seeing as we talked for a really long time already. We did. We did. Well, Mark had 300 <laughs> cars to talk about. <laughs> well, you know. I didn't think I'd had that many, but I guess I'm old, so I have had a few. It's not just that, though. You're passionate about it. Yeah. And it really is exactly why we're doing the show, and that's great. Yeah. You know, uh, you're passionate about it. You like your vehicles. Yeah. Um, so rather than going into all the different expressions, I'm going to go into, like, two. Two. Uh, and, and And I'm only going to go into two because there are things that we don't think about uh, until it's brought up. Um, and this is a classic one that I don't know if you guys have ever heard before, but when you're a third wheel, yep, a third wheel yep. in, a, in a party or anything like that. So yep. a third wheel, the motoring expression relates to an uneven number of people. If you're the third wheel or spare wheel, there's normally no need for you. You may feel a little left out and sometimes awkward, but is that true? How many vehicles do we know that have three wheels? Very many. No, it was the. Uh, there was like a couple. What was it called? They, 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 and they all had the same problem, right? Because the third wheel was on the, the front. Hammerschmidt. And they and they tipped. Yeah. They, they have, like, they have, they like have a, a club European for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know was my, a, a my great grandmother, one of her husbands, had one of those cars. Messerschmitt. Uh, that with a three-year. Uh, they did. They did a, a snippet of it yeah. on Top Gear. Yeah, the Reliant Robin. That yeah. was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. well, hey, uh, most three wheel vehicles I know were taken off the road, probably on yep. So, being a third wheel is not a good thing. Um, my way or the highway is something I say all the time. I feel like that's an expression that I I say a lot because there's a lot of people in my life that it's like if it's not done their way, you're gonna get the fucking boot. Basically, <laughs> what I think is funny is that it's an expression of giving somebody a choice when really there is no choice. It's either my way or you're gone. It's like a rhetorical right, so. question. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so all these car expressions, I mean, we could spend a whole day going over them, but we're not going to because they're kind of lame. So um, instead of that, I'm going to go and talk about in closing of our episode uh, because I don't think there's a whole lot else there in my notes that – I mean, I could go on and on and on about all the, the cool things that – like when I was selling car audio, my buddy John had a, a truck, the Thunder truck that he did up for himself to make it look – like a, a showpiece for his vehicle and that's for his business. I should say, again, that's another method of expression is using your vehicle as something for your business. Right. Yeah. I think the car community is a very cool community to be a part of. Like, although I'm not, I wouldn't say I am a part of the, the car community and Andrew's a huge car person, but it's yeah. something that he's talked about ever since he could talk. You 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 um, are you are in that you have a car and you love your car, right? So yes, yes. But I, there's something about the car community that I really like. It's just like people just can come together about yeah. you know one you know topic and just you know park in a parking lot and walk around and just look at cars 
yes. and just enjoy the night kind of thing. And and yeah. you have conversations with random strangers about you know this topic, right? It, it, there's something really nice about that community. Yeah, camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sean's just nodding. You love it. You miss it. Yeah. I you know what? I I've had my fair share of ins and outs with car meets and and car shows and honestly, I think Aurora makes a point though, but like there's <laughs> to not not trying to compare it to skateboarding, but it's the only analogy I have. But like there's people in certain groups that like ruin it for everyone else. So, I know and have known people that have ruined car meets for me entirely like it's it's a pain in the ass right but i know for a fact that when i drive to to burlington or to woodstock to meet with my you know my corolla group yes there's a corolla group there's a bunch of (laughs) us um we're all what it's at least four no there's way dude there's like four or five hundred people in this group like there's a lot um but like the fact that we're not all just coming together just because we have the same interest in the same car we have the same car we for lack of a better term and don't, I swear to God, I'm not quoting Vin Diesel, but we've become somewhat of a family within that, that general, uh, um, what's the word? Fucking, I feel stupid now. My brain is moving faster than my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we've, we have like just this, the same, uh, we, we enjoy the same things, right? So when I go down to Burlington, my gas isn't the only thing, that I'm worried about. You know what I mean? I'm worried about like, what the fuck we're going to talk about. Right. But when I get there, it's like, Hey man, like what's going on? Like, what have you done to your car? Like, this is what I did to my car. Like, this is fucking sick. I love your car. I love my car. Like it's, it's great. We all have the same common interests. We know what we like. Uh, and we, we come together as, 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 as one to just kind of enjoy that thing. Right. So we're not just sitting there huffing each other's exhaust fumes for no reason. Right. Like we're sitting there, we enjoy the company of each other. We don't just talk about cars. We talk about, you know, new jobs and, and, you know, stuff that we do outside of, of, of the car club. Right. So do you find that people that drive the same car, like the same things, as far as the other things go, are your personalities more similar when you like the same car? Now I, for me, it depends, right? Because I know that the Corolla guys and gals that I have met, they're all genuinely nice human beings. Like, they're like, it's actually scary how nice they are. Like, it's terrifying that these are real human they're beings. Pretty practical, too. Yeah. Corolla. They're crazy, man. It's like, I've never met anybody so, well, aside from you guys, but I've never met anybody <laughs> so nice and so genuinely like caring. You know what I mean? But like, different cars have different groups, right? Like a, a friend of mine has a, 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 a 2016 Focus RS. Now that group that he's in, he tells me about it all the time. It's just a bunch of grumpy old men and kids that were spoon fed, you know, money from their parents or their grandparents, right? Which I wasn't given the privilege of personally, but yeah. they're just a bunch of like stuck up assholes from what I understand, from what I've been told. Right. And it it just becomes you just become the people you surround yourself with right so needless to say i'm i'm whittling down my my friendship circle in the car group area so yeah, yeah. it's it's tough yeah i yep. know what you mean too like there's there's people who ruin it for everybody yeah. else that just do yeah. things irresponsibly and yeah. oh, absolutely they they do things irresponsibly or they do things like there's there's one thing to turn your own wrenches, but then there's another thing to turn them um, unsafely. 
um, mm -hmm. and, and do modifications to your car that that really knock either the handling or the the uh, the safety aspect of the car out of it, right? Like you, Not even just like how yeah. they they upgrade the car and whatnot, you yeah. know, and safely the way that they are unsafely, you know, driving around in these yeah. seats or doing donuts in the parking lot um, right near a bunch of other people's cars and, and people yeah. and stuff like that. I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At a couple of meets well, in the Vaughn area. <laughs> you can uh, understand that. Anywhere specific, but. <laughs> Lapaloma, so probably. <laughs> when you spend so much money souping it up and, you know, caring so much about your vehicle, you want to enjoy it. You want to rip it. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to. Like, I hear it all the time. One of the coolest things when the pandemic hit was not hearing the cars on the road. Everybody was home. Now, yeah. everybody's crazy again. And all I hear in the middle of the night are like motorcycles winding out and cars winding out at Young Street. And yeah. I can hear that from my house. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, you get those people that are going to ruin anything, even camera clubs, right? Mm -hmm. You get a couple people that could ruin a camera club. It's all it takes, yeah. which is where the human influence really sucks and which is where, you know, the ego factor of souping up your car comes into play. And uh, didn't talk about it yet, but I probably should. Um, Mercedes and BMW drivers. Oh God. The people that What's don't know how that? to use their turn signals. Those people. Like, are these cars all so, so well built and so good that when you're driving or buying them, they give you a lesson on how to be a bad driver. No, like you don't no. have to drive anymore. Your car's so good. It can do it for you. Is that Mercedes, how it works? Mercedes is expensive poo poo. And then, uh, BMW is nothing but motor problems. So if you want to spend that kind of money on a car but, that A is not going to last you, then that's your own prerogative. <laughs> but I have seen definite personality traits. About this. Oh yeah. I've definitely seen personality. Uh, give you an example. Today I was out trying to buy a mask. I want to do um a light painting TikTok video thing. So I was looking for this cool mask. It's Halloween. I figured that's the best time to find it. I couldn't find anything. I get back in my car and some dude runs out of the store, gets in his vehicle and is backing out and taking off before I even see him put a seatbelt on or anything. Um, before he got, before that though, when he got in his car, he had to like sit way in the front like this, and he was like trying to squeeze himself into the car, and he was like driving like this. And I was like, "There's something weird about this guy." It was just I got a vibe off of him, like there was something off. Uh, he didn't put his seatbelt on, and he tore out of there. And as soon as he drove off, I saw he was driving a BMW. I'm like, "Of course, of course." Now. Let me not generalize because you know that there are good people that drive all kinds of cars. Mm -hmm. But can we not except, agree? Except BMWs. I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I don't oh, want to do I that. Remember, I, I remember when we talked about this. It was on Planet Pointnet, Planet Pointless. When we were on when your show? Yeah. When I think we were so. On, uh, it was me and Brian uh, on the show. It's Unpopular Opinions. Am I like yes. the only – Refer, refer to that episode for my BMW rant. Okay. Yes. Right. Check out Planet Pointless for that episode. Um, <laughs> you know but, what the uh, difference between a BMW and a porcupine is, right? Uh, One no. knows how to what use the turn it? signal? Porcupine has the pricks on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, that being good. said, um, a disclaimer. You know, there could be some really nice people driving BMWs. I'm sure it happens. Yeah. But I think what will happen, I think the real, what I'm trying to get at is, I think when people are putting their personalities and their egos into the vehicles they choose, you're going to get that. If you're, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're buying yourself this expensive, you know, $100,000 vehicle uh, because it has flashy tires and because it has a powerful engine and because it performs like a bugger and all these things, 
you want to use those things, right? And I can tell you from driving my buddy John's truck, um, the Thunder truck with four 18-inch subwoofers in the back and ported four-inch by two-foot port going from the bed of the truck into the cab of the truck with front component speakers, all custom-built panels and the whole EQs and the Zapco amplifiers and all the things that John had in there. Whenever I got a chance to drive that thing, I wanted to drive over somebody. I wanted to drive through somebody. I felt manly. I felt tough. Nobody could bother me. Oh, yeah, you're driving one of the whatever. You know, like you get a different feeling when you drive these vehicles. So, oh, by the way, for those of you who've noticed, uh, John, the guy I'm talking about, made this sign for me. And, I uh, noticed that I, earlier. It's awesome. Oh, I'm just so happy. John. Shout out, John. <laughs> he made this for us, and the colors are perfect, and everything is perfect. It's, it's he wood, even right? signed it. Yeah, it's made out of maple. And uh, it's just beautiful. So thank you, John, for that. Um, a little sidetrack there. I thought I'd give John some props. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the vehicle you drive has a definite impact in how you act and how you perform. And in my car, I mean, I drive so, so legally. I won't do a single thing wrong in my car ever. A, because it doesn't drive very fast, but B, because it's a very practical car. And I'm a very practical guy and I don't need a ticket. I haven't had a ticket since I was... I don't know, Sean's age, maybe even a little bit younger. Um, so, yeah, so I, that's that's kind of me. And that's what I've noticed in vehicles is your personality will come out in the vehicle you choose. And yep. if we go through our list again one more time, Aurora with the Mitsubishi, red, just like her top. Mark driving the Trans Ans and the SUVs and the, the more powerful vehicles because he loves that old power vehicle thing. Sean with his really nice, well-done Toyota uh, practical and yet very fun and energetic feeling, just like him. Um, I think the the point that I was trying to make in the whole concept of having the show has been made. Yeah. Our vehicles are a definite representation of our personalities and are a form of our expression, and I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now, this leads me to the final three questions of the night, guys. Unless you have anything else you'd like to add before we get there. All good. All I right, got I so got one thing actually. What's that? Did I did I ever tell you about the sticker that I have on my driver's side door, like my driver door? No. So my boss gave me a sticker back when I worked at a dealership, uh, I think a couple of years ago, and it's a small little black sticker, but it sits like so. When I'm driving, the sticker will literally sit right next to my head, right? So on the sticker it says, "Do I fucking look like a people person?" <laughs> and I think this is funny because every time I go to a drive-through, you know, if I'm getting food or whatever or coffee and I'm always like super, super nice. And it's kind of scary. Like, you know, like, thank you so much. Like, have a good day. Like, blah, blah, blah. But like when they read the sticker, I immediately get shitty looks. Because <laughs> like, you're just not, a conundrum. You're yeah. Exactly. You're right. So I like to confuse the hell out of people. It's for some reason it makes me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> but I know for a fact that when, when, especially when people are looking at my car and like if it's at a show or like a meet or whatever, and when people are looking at my car, they're like, do I look like a fucking people person? I'm like, I know, right? It's funny. <laughs> so That's it's it's fun to confuse your personality people. right there. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Mark, do you have any stickers on your car? Uh, on my Trans Am, I do have uh, one from a car club I used to be in that I've just been too lazy to remove at this point. Um, and the, <laughs> the club the club doesn't exist anymore. Like it was an online club thing, pro probably very much like like your Coral Club that has its roots online and then people meet. Um, and they were all the guys, all the, everybody was in Welland. 
um, at the time. So I used to regularly drive to Welland for dinner and for car shows and stuff like that from, from uh, uh, Bradford or Innisfil. And, uh, but I just haven't taken it off, but I didn't drive the car for 10 years. Right. Cause well, now it's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. leave it on. Speed, speeding tickets and all I couldn't afford to drive it. So jeez. Oh, <laughs> and, and like I said, never got a ticket that stuck in a Trans Am. All, really, all my tickets were for work while I was driving like a, <clears throat> Honda or something. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Aurora? What kind of stickers do you have on yours? Uh, so I lost one just recently because I replaced my windshield. It was like a little Jughead hat sticker. Yeah. Where my sit on the back um, on the windshield, and then on the back of like the back window, um, I have a sticker from a manga cafe that no longer exists in Markham, but uh, one of our friends owned it for, or two of the friends owned it for a few years. It was an awesome place because they had games and, and all that stuff. And then below that, I have a sticker that says, Friends Don't Lie in Stranger Things um, text. Cool. It's like red and stuff. So yeah, those are the stickers I I've got um, a wrestler. I know his name is Puff. So I got two of them. So that way when I'm driving past somebody, it'll say puff, puff as I pass them. <laughs> um, I definitely have seen that sticker before. Yeah. But that's, I've never heard the explanation. Of that. <laughs> that, that's why. And uh, I've got a Screaming Heads uh, decal from Screaming Heads in Burks Falls because Screaming Heads is awesome. And it's hilarious because with that sticker on your car, all of a sudden people start honking at you because Harvest Fest is up there with this big hippie fest. It's like Woodstock North. Um, every year it's like a, a big rave up in the middle of the, the mountain or the, of the, the, the trees middle of nowhere. Stuff, in the middle of nowhere. So every time somebody sees that, they're like, oh, you went to harvest. Yay. And I'm like, no, I just like going up there because it's creepy. Um, and then I have a national parks sticker. I'm very careful with what stickers I put on my car. I don't want to have like a lot of stuff. I'm very, has to be in the right spot. And, so very minimalist. I'm, I'm a big guy, a big time fan of the national park system. Uh, nature in, in general. Uh, I love my wrestling, and Puff is awesome, and I just think that's funny. And uh, the Screaming Heads is is something that Shelly and I go when we have a long day to just do whatever we want to do. We'll take a, drape, a day trip up there and wander through their hundreds of um, acres full of tall, screaming head statues coming out of the ground. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're pretty very awesome. basic. Okay, back to my three questions, guys, and then I'll let you all go. So, Mark, you can eat, and we can, and, and Sean, you can pee, and other things. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So the first question is instead of our usual three questions that we ask, because we've already a- answered those questions, the first question is if you could have any car in the world, what would it be? The second question is why would it be? And the third question is what customization would you do to it? Now you're making me, you're making my heart hurt, man. I got to pick something. Damn it. Yep. <laughs> Aurora, you go first. I would have a 1956 Bel Air with like two-tone white and like tealish no. blue, and then I would probably just make it uh, automatic so I can drive it without <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Although so I feel like you. that that hurt Mark and Sean there for a second. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a stick car in, in the in the group right now. I don't. I don't own any sticks, so I've had several, but I don't. I don't own one now. It's okay. I'll let That's it slide awesome. this time. <laughs> 56 Bel Air. I could totally see that. It's funny, actually, 
because when you were talking about your bicycle, my first thought when I thought of about you owning a bike and white wall tires was a Pee Wee Herman bike. Yeah. Which is <laughs> exactly a 1956 Bel Air in bicycle form. So yeah. I think that's so funny. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Mark, what would you what would you have if you can make 19, a car in the world? 1987 Buick Grand National. Ooh, oh, and yeah. It be, and it would be bone stock. Nothing done to it. Oh, sweet. Oh, All right. Sean, how about you, man? Okay, so. I've mentioned this before, but the 1965 Chevy Nova SS, uh, mainly because my dad always wanted one, and I this is the dream. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. Um, he always wanted one. He was telling me about it for, for years. It's drilled into my brain. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it exactly the way he described it to me when I was a kid, and then eventually I'm going to just put it on a straight line and fucking beat the hell out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, I hope we all get to do these because, um, I mean, cars are so cool. They right? are. They're, yeah. they're, they really are. Yeah. How about you, um, Brian? Yeah, what was yours, Brian? Uh, it's kind of split between two. Uh, for the nostalgia, I'm going to have to go with Sean and, and you know follow what my father always wanted, which would be a 1971 MGB. Uh, he had one. He loved that car. I have my dad's biography over here, and he wrote about that car with the most love you can ever imagine. But, of course, um, they had their own engine issues, which I don't want to deal with. So my personal car that I really want to have, if I can have all, any car in the world, would be a 1989 Honda CRX. Um, stock, absolute stock, but pristine, in perfect running condition, uh, with an awesome sound stereo in there. I mean, I have to have a good system. Yep. But a CRX is my dream car, guys. Uh, I, I have very low aspirations. I don't need a, a crazy high expensive vehicle, but I had an 84 CRX and I loved it. And I, I need this car. I need this car. It's only a two seater, which is great because There's you only don't have two to give people ride. You don't have to give people rides anywhere. It can be me and Shelly. That's it. You know? Yeah, we, we do that, but we just put dogs in the back. So you're like, sorry, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So that's your face off. So no, you're not- <laughs> like what? What back seat? <laughs> Plus my back seat. And there technically is a back seat in a CRX, but you don't want to be in it. But my back seat is going to be uh, a 12 inch sub with uh, six inch, a 10 inch. No, sorry, a 15 inch sub with tens, five, um, six, four tweet in the front. With uh, I've got the whole system all designed. I've already got it. Like I literally have it right. I think in this little folder right here. My entire car <laughs> system. That I want to have in my CRX. So yeah, definitely, uh, it's been a dream of mine since planning thing again, right? I just start throwing parts at shit. And- <laughs> not me, not me. I've got lists for everything. I've got everything listed. But yeah. even the shed that I want to make with all the hardware that I want to use and the whole thing, I've got it all drawn up in three dimensional. I'm a bit weird like that. There you go. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that was fun. I think we've all done our dream car. Yes. It was a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Good shot. Good show. Good talk. Good conversation. Awesome. Lots more we could probably go on about with our oh, vehicles, sure. but I think uh, hours. absolutely. But that was fun. I really appreciate you guys being here this week. Um, I think we're coming to the end of our season two. We're at episode 32. Uh, we're going to close off at episode 35 for the end of this season. And season three is going to be a lot different. I have a prediction that we're going to change things up for season three. Um, topics might be very similar, but uh, we're going to we're going to change things up a little bit and ah. modernize our show 
Um, I think they're going to continue on without me for the next season, and we'll see how that goes. But no, no, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I no, love we, doing this. We might get canceled. I, so I, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> it's my I, fault. I still feel as much love for doing this podcast as I did day one. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still absolutely thankful that you know Aurora, Mark, you guys are both here still. Uh, Sean and John, you guys are a great addition, and I, I want that to continue forever. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see how things go and uh, go from there. We had Perfect. a few episodes that we couldn't shoot recently. Hopefully, we'll make those up again soon. And other than that, anything you guys want to say before we say goodnight tonight? That's it. Thanks for being here. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, Laura's thanks. no longer with us. She's in the <laughs> utility now. Um, can you funny, hear me? I can yep. hear you just fine. So here's okay. my take. Um, your Nikon, it, it shut off because of battery, maybe? I think it's battery, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. The Nikon that I used last was the Z30, and that shut off every 30 minutes because it overheated. Not cool. Yeah. Today I'm using a Sony a7 III, which I'm finding is very, very nice. And I've got the aperture closed so that you can actually see that sign. Because if I opened it up, you wouldn't see the sign as much. So you see it's just kind of fuzzy, like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it for us, everybody. Thank you all so much for sticking with us again this week. And we will see you all next time. Take care. Bye bye. Peace. Bye-bye. Ooh, ooh, ooh.